Hello everyone and welcome to How's Annie, our Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Charlie Ashby and joined with me are Mickey and Emily. How have you guys been? Good. Pretty good. Very decent. I'm glad. <laughs> we all sound very uh, chirpy on this, uh, well it's one o'clock over here, just about in the UK. A.M. Make that clear. Yeah, a.m. Yeah, and, and we've been trying to, to record for about, what, like 45 minutes now? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> A solid 53 minutes. <laughs> if you've been wondering why we haven't been on doing podcasts recently, it's because we have like life stuff happening. That's a whole jamboree but in itself, but then... Computer- a jamboree. Jamboree. That's such a nice way to put it. Yeah. A uh, clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> in recording. A jamboree of problems, of personal problems. <laughs> it's the Great British Bake Off term for computer problems for podcasting. Do you know that? I love Bake Off. That's such a good show. Charlie, do you want to start a Bake Off podcast? If you want. I mean, don't sound so enthusiastic about it. I thought you'd be a bit more keen. That's the title for it, if you want. If you want. A Bake Off podcast. <laughs> Listen to this. I thought, oh, we should have called it like Soggy Bottoms or something. I mean, that might make it, make it misconstrued to something else. But that's the point. It's a double entendre. A, a what? Double entendre. Oh, okay. You said entendre, though. I said entendre. I don't know. I don't know about that. How you been, Emily? <laughs> um, I've been alive. Wow. This is um. What's that like? <laughs> is that an American thing? Yep. Something we like to do from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> well, this has been a great week. Um, we're very high energy this week, but. We should be even more happier because we've gone back and watched the first episode of Twin Peaks. Um, I mean, even just talking about it is strange because we've been through so much of the show. We've been through season three, which is such an experience that going back to the beginning is so strange. Yeah. But reassuring. Like, it makes you feel... It's kind of like the episode itself. It's strange, yet kind of makes sense, too. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, clever. I like that. See? Yeah. I got you, don't worry. Cool. You guys know that I have those, I have Wonderful and Strange tattooed on me. I no. didn't do Do you guys that. know that? You never oh, told there us. there you go. I'm now, well, there you go. It's a reveal. Where is it? Is it, is it a place both Wonderful and Strange, or? Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think they're probably the two places are rather ordinary. It's uh, forearms. So I've got Wonderful on my right arm, and then Strange on my left arm. Nice. Well, there like you go. That. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a picture and show you. Well, you don't know that every week uh, Mickey's gonna get new tattoos that relate to the episode. Listen, I do actually have about twelve Twin Peaks themed tattoos planned, <laughs> but I just gotta get around to doing them. Well, if you do get, it, you have to put a picture on our Twitter account and let everyone see. <sighs> well, fine. <laughs> Very very cheerful. Um, so how did you guys feel just like going back and watching this episode from the beginning again? I mean, we'll talk about like plot specifics. Home. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally like going and eating a home-cooked meal. Like it was so nice. 
I just I just love this show so much. I just I just love it. <laughs> I love it and I forget how much I love it when I get caught up in all these little itty bitty issues that I have with like say season three or you know the Laura Palmer's diary or I don't know. I, just, I get I get caught up in uh, issues I have with Lynch or with the writing or whatever. But then I come back to something like the pilot, and I'm like, "Jeez, I love this show." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or is that like, yeah, a weird? No, that's for sure. There are moments yeah. where I found myself laughing out loud, and you kind yeah. of have to in your brain. You go, "Whoa, hold on a minute! This is a show about a dead. This show starts off with a dead girl." Yeah. And well, here we are laughing about a bunch of weird businessmen staring at <laughs> uh, <laughs> a strange teenager girl who just keeps standing there. Um, or Bobby, like, doing that weird little walk into the room, even though he's <laughs> he's found out his girlfriend <laughs> just died. It's Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, But I feel like all of those things are things that I fell in love with exactly. at first. Yeah. So, like, none of them... I don't know, I just... God, this is going to be a really hard podcast episode for me because I'm just literally going to gush about everything because I really do. I really just don't have an issue with almost all of season one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not too bad, though. If you love it, you love it. You're being honest. Wow. That's true. What about you, Emily? One thing that was really weird is I was watching the pilot and I'm like... Oh yeah, I am back at the time where I I hated Bobby Briggs, and I'm not like I got so used to Bobby in season three, and I love him so much that that oh, going back true. to this Bobby that I do not like, I'm I'm curious as to if I'm going to like if that season three loving him is going to stick, and I'm going to be like I'm going to be more sympathetic to him. Like in the pilot, no, I'm instantly I, I, I like my hackles go up because he's such yeah. a dick in this episode. <laughs> but but I don't know, maybe maybe it'll be the one of those things where liking him in the future will make this better. Yeah, maybe it makes the pill a bit easier to swallow. Yeah, it's interesting that, that you said that about season three and stuff, because I feel like his redemptive arc still works. But interestingly as well is that, obviously, the, the last episode we recorded was the diary. And right in my head, watching it, I had the impression of the diary still. So I still had sympathy for him. And Right. Yeah. like I, there was yeah, a re- yeah, yeah. In my head, I can see why he was playing, always being a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there's also like this other stuff that yeah. makes me like I I don't know maybe like melancholy because it's like it's great to see Pete again, but then I get very sad and 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 yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like I don't know. It's this is my first time coming back to the show after season three. Right. So it's a it's a different viewing experience. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, honest. In all honesty, I didn't, I didn't really consider a lot of what happens in, 
in season three when I watched the pilot again for this episode. Um, I, I think that's just purely because I was just shrouded by um, by my <laughs> love for the show in general. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really consider all of their story arcs or whatever. I was just like straight back to the first time I watched it, and I was just like, I don't know, like just totally pulled in by everybody. I mean, it does a great job as a pilot. It's interesting because, I mean, the length is what an hour and a half, so it's yeah, it's definitely ninety-four hef- minutes. Very hefty. Feels like, it, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a film. It's in between. Like it's interesting seeing Lynch do, uh, pure TV, um, and I think is what I found it interesting as well is that I forgot how long the bloody title sequence was. Oh my god, it just goes on. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ, what were people thinking when they watched this episode? Is it just the title sequence? or um... It was the title sequence and then an ad break. Exactly. And then <laughs> and then the rest of the show. Oh, I don't know. I just sang the whole time. Just sang along with the title song. Oh, what, like falling or just like da-da, like that? Yeah, the da <laughs> Okay. Um... Just making noises. <laughs> just screaming at the telly. Yeah. Um... I think it's interesting what you said about not thinking about season three because actually I did the opposite. That was um, all you could think about. Yeah, I was like, oh, why am I watching this <laughs> drab? Um, <laughs> no, just because obviously we know what happens at the end of season three. Um, and there's so much potential storytelling that like everything could everything's been affected now. So I was watching the pilot. But I was also trying to think about what it would be like now that we know it's different. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Like, what are those characters doing instead? How would they react differently? How would their fates differently? Um, yeah. Well, presumably, a lot of what we see in the pilot doesn't happen at all. I mean, not to that extent, but I think no. a lot of it still happened on the same wavelength. Right. Because obviously Laura is missing in terms of from the Palmer's perspective. She just doesn't she wasn't at school. Um I I think that's still the case, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder how that would affect I mean obviously it might not affect everyone in the exact same way, but um surely the ripples might be similar. Um, particularly like with the diary and stuff like if they ever found that uh, yes yeah, so that's what I was kind of thinking at the same time like how how is this effect how does season 3 affect my viewing of the first season and that was one of the biggest things out of it for me was I'm kind of thinking what happens now <laughs> in this Twin Peaks timeline i guess we could call it to be fair i did miss dr jacoby's gold shovels <laughs> <laughs> yeah like... um that was something that i consciously thought oh oh yeah they're not in this season like that's that was something that i thought but mo- most of the rest of the stuff i don't know like oh there was a moment where i thought about um, Sarah Palmer. Yeah. And I was like, 
because well, you know her acting is so over the top well not over the top but it's just so boisterous in this episode mm-hmm. that it there was a point where i was like how much of this is sarah <gasps> good point because oh yeah the first time i ever watched twin peaks that, that sequence is so harrowing yeah and so lifelike but retrospectively like you just said is it the idea of losing your daughter or the idea of losing this source yeah um yeah i didn't really think about that i was also really happy to see young andy yeah oh young bless him bless him i just love him so much and i think those it was those moments um, that just young Andy, young Lucy, like those those police station moments. I was just like, oh, I'm so glad to be back. I mean, Harry in general. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like I feel like the season three did the best they could, and either Frank Truman as well. Like he's a cool character. But it like it did miss something not having Harry there. Like it would have oh, felt totally. a bit more complete. But at the same time, I don't know if that makes it more realistic or not. And we're talking about a, a blooming franchise where there are different demons and like owls are evil. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a criticism that's worth anything. But I just yeah. It was nice yeah. seeing him again. Yeah. One thing that I feel going back to this after season three is how how normal this show is. Like, it's very quirky, but but season yeah. three is so out there Lynchian. And I mean, obviously, you get frost like element in there too, but like go going back to this now, it seems it seems so normal when in my head, Twin Peaks is such a yeah. weird show. Yeah, I know what you mean. Definitely, I mean, yeah. there were just such long sequences of like, um like a weird trippy black and white sequences in in season 3 yeah, and nobody's like, n- nobody's techno, a, techno nobody's music a big steam like, kettle no exactly and like cosmic blobs and like <laughs> headless bodies <laughs> i mean yeah i agree i th- i also think as well as that i recall first time watching twin peaks as well i was in the same mindset where I was like oh this show is actually not too weird there's a few strange moments but and then by the time you get further down series one, you're like, okay, this is a uh, mental. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So Things do go a bit, they go a bit, they take a bit of a right angle at round yeah, three. Yeah, that's true. And I did forget there was a few, there's a few great Lynchian moments that are very season three to me in this as well, where I believe it's in the mortuary with Laura, where Cooper says to the guy... Um, can we have the room, please? And he goes, Joe. As if the, you misheard him as saying, what's your name? 
Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's something that could happen, but it's so strange and quirky that it just felt very Lynchian to me. Yeah. And yeah, like it sort of it does that strange sort of, it cuts the tension. What? We're in the room of a dead girl and we're laughing at someone thinking that he called him name instead of to them to bugger off basically right I also um uh when we see um god what's his name um 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 oh no <laughs> Oh no! I've okay, I'm gonna need slightly more clue. clues than just it's a person. <laughs> Leo, Leo, oh, Leo, yeah. Leo. I just kept thinking. Um, my brain just jumped straight ahead to new shoes. Yeah, Leo straight ahead to season know, two. I, yeah. I always sort of forget about Leo. Like when I'm thinking about Me the too. major plots of Twin Peaks and like the characters, like. I feel like every time I revisit Twin Peaks, I'm like, oh, yeah, Leo exists. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, that, for me, but with actually, with um, with Shelley and Bobby, I forgot how early that starts. Oh, yeah, because it's there from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I just, I thought, for some reason in my head, it was like, I thought that was like later in season one. But actually, yeah, it's, um. It's right there, uh, which is interesting. It's funny because before we, st- I watched it back again. The episode they just released like these, uh, s- like images from the next episode of Riverdale, which I haven't caught up with in a while. But they're doing this like flashback episode, and they got the Shelley Johnson look on point. Um, really? Yeah, they they're doing this episode where all the young cast members are playing the parents. Oh, like in Back to the Future, kind of yeah. Like they're actually playing. It's the younger actors, the, the kids playing the adults, and the person who plays Betty Cooper is playing Mummy Cooper, who's obviously played by Magikin. And they designed the outfit to look a bit. And apparently, she she watched Twin Peaks a little bit to you know. Wow, get that start, that's cool. Which was interesting. Wow, like, you know, I don't, f- I've not I've not seen any Riverdale. Yeah, like I, I haven't watched it in a while, but I like followed some of the stuff about it, and obviously Magic in. Uh, is... I feel like it's not for me. It's like not aimed at me. I mean, it's kind of, it's very, very weird. It's, it's, it's just I just feel <laughs> old. <laughs> I can't Do you know help what I mean? You. Yeah, I can't help you there. I'm afraid. No, I am old. <laughs> That's the problem. I think I just, I just, I feel it feels wrong. For me to start watching it, I think. But that's cool that they're doing that, and that they well, I mean, they've got such good source material exactly. for that era of her. And that's what I, I love. I just love seeing Shelley again, like with the, yeah. the, the flannel, you know. And, and it'd be the... it'd be the right. It's the, probably the right era. Yeah, exactly. If they're going backwards. Yeah, and. God, her hair was amazing. Can we just take a moment for Shelley's hair? It's I mean, really good forever. hair. Oh my god, it's such good hair. Such good hair. What amazing hair. We should do a whole podcast about that. About her hair? Yeah. I would. I totally could. Absolutely. 
Well, what does she do? Is that like a scrunching technique as it dries? What happens there? What goes on? I don't know. I've got curly yeah. hair and it doesn't look like that. There has to be something. I mean, she lives in a trailer, so... Oh, it's so pretty. Anyway, anyway, we better not make the whole episode about her hair. It's probably not probably not a good idea, right? Probably. <laughs> probably. Well, what do you guys think about Laura? Because obviously the first thing we see in the episode is Laura's body. Um, but we never actually hear from Laura. Everything we see about Laura is either her dead body, uh, photographs, memories that people remember of a specific part of her that might not not, not necessarily be who she was, and a videotape. Yeah, it's odd. It's odd. I, I agree with Emily in the sense... Oh, and you actually, Charlie, you mentioned this as well, but it's odd how... Um, we've gone from series three and then written, read her diary and then come to series one again, back yeah. down to the pilot. Because this is this is a very comfortable Laura for me. Like This is a Laura that I don't have to think about too much. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it too much and I'm not really worried about what other people think about her. But like upon reflection, talking about it now, it's like, it's pretty effed up. Yeah, it's kind of like... It's they show probably... you, they show you a lot of Laura, but I don't think any of those pieces of her was Laura. No, no, that's right. Because because watching it, I didn't think twice, really watching it. Yeah. About her, but now thinking about it and talking about it now, it doesn't make any sense that that no one was more concerned about her. Like, it's actually just quite... Sad. It's actually... It should be... Yeah, it should be sadder than... And then I felt watching it, if you know what I mean. I didn't feel sad watching it, but, like, thinking about it... It should be more sad that none of them... Like, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it is interesting how Lynch and Frost, like, talk about Laura and, like, display her. Because I remember watching it for the first time in... The more you find out, you're like, oh, that's strange. I don't know if I like this Laura character. And then the more you learn it afterwards, you actually do sympathise and you're like, no, I understand now. This is obviously a really messed up situation. Um, so, yeah, and like you said, looking back, it made you just add more to that story as opposed to just having no information going in and being told what we, like, all the information we gleam. It's like, we're like Agent Cooper in the sense that we've come into this unknown world and we're learning all these facts and you have to sort of do with them as you wish, but now it's kind of like us going back into season one. It's like we're actually Cooper from season three going back to the night of Laura's death. Like, we know the information now. What do we do with it now? Yeah. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, it's impossible to come at it not knowing the stuff that we know as people who've seen all of Twin Peaks and really like Twin Peaks. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what I what I did think about Laura, like the first time I I watched this, and I don't know. I sort of. I 
I don't think I had much interest in her or even really her story. It was, no. well, because she's, I mean, she's the dead girl. She's sort of just the thing. And it, it we know so much more about her now and like the, the diary adds to that. And, and there's stuff in season three and seeing her in the Black Lodge adds to that. But at the same time, like, watching this pilot she's just really sort of the MacGuffin like she's just the yeah what the, she's just the object really she's yeah. the event yeah yeah it is it's I think that's what I was trying to get at when I was like saying that this is a comfortable Laura for me and I didn't really think about her that much because I didn't watching it think about her because it didn't sort of feel like the Laura we know was there at all because nobody was talking about her in the way that we know her and no one was behaving in the way that we know that they behave around her if that makes sense no that makes perfect sense yeah it's weird it is is like (laughs) it's weirder than I thought talking about it now with you guys and what you because you guys obviously thought a lot more about the all the context we have whereas i watched it and just enjoyed it but then not actually talking to you guys about it now i'm like whoa shit maybe i did think about all this stuff but didn't realize <laughs> no yeah that yeah I, I, it's the same way of me actually like there's just certain things you're like maybe deep down i did understand that but just so it's so beautifully shot and just like incredibly done that you yeah. kind of just forget it. Um, like I feel like it's it has aged well, the pilot. I think it's aged well because it sits within that sort of very like kitsch Americana. Yeah, yeah. That that world helps that it. Lynch loves to paint, and that helps it definitely age. Also, while we're talking about hair, Bobby's hair. <laughs> it is quite something. I feel like if you you could mop the floor with it. It's very floppy. Floppy indeed. Very nice, floppy. Um, very floppy. I'm into that hair though. Yeah, no, it's pretty. Like yeah, that that is very much the hairstyles of the boys that I liked in my younger years. See, but now I'm all about like I'm painting myself I, to be like. <laughs> I really like Silver Fox, Bobby. Yes, yes, true, same. But he's also yeah, he's also a good guy too. He's got that cop uniform, so I feel like it it, it suits him that that style of haircut suits that version of Bobby. Yeah, you can't have the floppy the... hair and the and the no. uniform and the plaid. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, yeah, and he can't imagine. I don't, I don't know, he still kind of wears, like, plaid, doesn't he? Sort of, on his off time. On his off time, when he's hiking and things like that. Yeah. Guys! Or getting broken up Bobby with. Bobby becomes a, like, a fucking cop! <laughs> right? <laughs> also, like, if we remember, like, the diary, he shot someone, like, two days ago, right? <laughs> He's like swimming around high school, like, oh, great. My girlfriend died. I've got to talk about it. 
the police. Let me go, like, bark at somebody in a jail cell. (laughs) I gotta say, I I don't know. I hate that fucking scene so much. I don't know what it just... Like, it's not even just as a, like, oh, I hate these... Like, as somebody who's involved in the story and thinks these guys are assholes. Like, I hate watching it. Like, it just... Like it's like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know what that scene. Like that scene. That scene. The first time I watched the pilot, I'm like, I'm not fucking watching the show again. <laughs> like that was the moment I like fucking checked out the first because it took me a couple of times. And like the first time I watched, I remember that being the moment where I was like, no, I can't deal with this. Like fuck Mike as oh, well. Like... Yeah. Oh he god, he needs to drive his car dealership. off a cliff. Because well, he, he gets involved like with the whole like that like his storyline gets so fucking weird that I, I kind of for, I kind of forget in the beginning he was right along Bobby with it just being a total asshole. I'm loving Furious Emily. <laughs> I'm really really enjoying it. The thing is, it's funny as well. Is like you. Emily, you just said that you were annoyed at them barking at James. But I feel like every time we bring up James, you two are both very angry at him, too. So I feel like you join him. He's just the most boring man on the planet. But if you were locked in the cell, would you end up barking? I'm not going to bark at anybody. Because who who fucking does that? If it was James, if it was James, 100% definitely would. It's funny as well, like... We're so used to the, well, I'm, I'm so used to the memes with Twin Peaks that when Donna cries, I was I was surprised it didn't it didn't phase me. Oh yeah, she's me. like holding her hand. It didn't phase me, but the the James looking down, big forehead gets Snack me every time. His pencil, because <laughs> that's like what more could a, oh, great, a man get who's just lost his lady snap a pencil. <laughs> So aggressive, gonna get in his bike and run away. Such a masculine show of emotion <laughs> for such a high-pitched man. <laughs> high Is he pitched, wearing the leather jacket in the class? I mean, I just don't know if you can, if you can really judge any of the kids in the nineties, <laughs> late eighties, early nineties. They were all wearing all kinds of stuff. I mean, I can, I can judge him a little bit. No. No? Is that, that full no. stuff? Or? Yes. <laughs> Even though Bobby sells drugs and shot a cop. Yes. That's okay. just what we did in the 90s. Like... <laughs> it, was a, it was a phase. We all it's did it. just what we did in the 90s. He is wearing a leather jacket. I just checked. Fully. That's amazing. Snaps his pencil. Bless him. He's got such a huge it's forehead. It's so big. <laughs> it's That's so big. But you know what? He's also got really spiky <laughs> hair, and it just it just fully elongates it. Uh, that's true. <sighs> I don't want to like we're bullying James. Oh, we can tell. Why can't we? Because he's a he's a poor soul. No, he's not. He's, I mean, retrospect. When I watched the series for the first time, I kind of felt bad for him. But retrospectively, now I have less sympathy for him. 
he's just like oh the sad artsy white boy which has not aged yeah, like, well at all no like single tear like he's we should feel bad that the emotionally fucked up girl that he's with who by the way was in a relationship irrespective of you know like she's in a fucked up situation and you're complaining that she <laughs> doesn't want to go on your bike every fucking night <laughs> James you need mate sit down you need to relax <laughs> alright stop trying to get girls to ride with you exactly I'm not gonna go stop off. it no one wants to ride with that forehead <laughs> I mean look at who his... do you think you are and the thing is as well like he never emotionally grows as well when you look at season 3 like he's always constantly trying to break up relationships and then complaining about trust and stuff it's like dude <laughs> <laughs> I love how he just keeps like pulling all these like morals out of each of his leather jacket pockets like <laughs> just pulling all these warped morals like you should be riding my bike with me you should be caring more about me you should listen to me you don't love me so like, go home no one wants you here go sing your just... shitty song somewhere look I was gonna bring it up so, oh no! You totally were gonna bring it up. Don't lie to me. I wasn't gonna bring it up. <sighs> I don't. I don't. I was hoping. That. I was hoping we'd glide, pa- glide past. Well, I'm gonna glide past it right okay. now. Okay, that's Good. how much you guys mean. Let's to move me. on. Um. Well, I mean, <laughs> we we've looked at the kids. We've looked at. I guess we looked at the town in general, like, we meet all these characters and stuff. I don't want to go too deep into every single character because we're going to talk about it in depth for the rest of the episodes this season. But Cooper, I think it's the big focus on this episode. How cool is it seeing him again for the first time? And, you know, like, talking to Diane is forever changed now in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, do you know what? I didn't even what's wrong with me I didn't even think about it when he was like Diane I'm now entering Twin Peaks I didn't even I didn't even think you weren't thinking of Laura I didn't Dern. even think of who he was talking to what's wrong with me I don't know can we get you checked out or? I don't know I just think I was swept away with just watching the watching it again I just really enjoyed it I didn't think about anything it was really it, it was really good to see him and makes me slightly bitter we barely get like a Cooper Cooper in season three. Cause I just love right, him so much. He's so great. I know. He's this is like Pete Cooper. This is like Faith uh, Cooper. All of his excitement. I love how he just loves it all so much. Like even in the yeah. midst of the investigation. He's just so charmed by everything. Yeah, like, you kind of think, like, should you be that excited about (laughs) a murder investigation? But at the same time, you kind of, you're quickly swept away by it and go, ah, fuck it, let's just enjoy it and (laughs) take it in as well. Well, what I like is there's so much there that you you could take from that character and put onto, like, the sort of 
goofy, not very good, like, investigator character. Like, he could just be kind of dopey and stumble yeah. into things. Because cause that's what you sort of expect when you get all that, like, quirky weirdness. But instead, no, like, you'll see him just turn on a dime and suddenly be, like, super investigator coop. Yeah. Yeah, especially when he spends the first, like, however long talking to, um, God, who does he, he, when he, when he's asking about the, asking about the pines, about the trees. He talks to Harry about it. Harry, yeah, and Harry's like, oh, they're just, they're Douglas firs, and he, and he gets so excited about them that you think, oh, God, like, who have they sent? That's, like, the first, like, big conversation he has with the law enforcement of Twin Peaks and then all of a sudden he like switches on to like like autopsy or not autopsy but like investigation um coop and you're like oh wow oh actually he can do his job yeah there's a bit of interest I think it's interesting as well like there's a bit of quirkiness to him the first time you see him and you're not sure whether he's good at the job or not and then yeah. as soon as he like he's um his suspicions are confirmed where he looks at the fingernails and uh, the letters are there. You can tell that, oh, actually, this is a guy who knows what he's doing. He's The reason why he was so nonchalant about it all was that he had a good idea of what this is. Um, a continued case. And, you know, like we retrospectively, we, we know that he's been dealing with this sort of thing for a while. But, like I said, Emily, it's interesting to see this Cooper... Um, who's nothing like the one we see in season three, which I think is interesting, Rich. Like, I think we were so preoccupied waiting for Cooper to come back that we didn't really think whether he actually would. Yeah. In season three. Yeah. Like, even in Fire Walk With Me, there's part of him that's gone. Yeah. In, in terms of the the post season two, but red room sort of scenes. There's part of him that's just gone, and I think that comes with the what happened in that show as well. Is that like he sold his soul basically? Yeah, I think once you do that, you... uh, yeah, I, I think we, I think we, I think we lose a bit of the coop that's really special after season one. Yeah, yeah. like season one is like peak coop like the coop you absolutely fall in love with season two is still mostly that coop as well but it just gets swept away with all this other all the other shit that happens well, like when he was trying <laughs> to buy a house two. yeah like two um, weeks in and then and then it's just you know less and less coop from there but but season one coop is like it is so nice i guess to have that, them like this that kind of says something about Twin Peaks itself as well just sucks the soul out of people yeah until you're just a husk <laughs> well he does get he does get like crazy murder stalked by his arch nemesis in season 2 so you mean the guy who made giant paper mache chess pieces yeah yes I mean yes yes <laughs> It does, it does throw you off a little bit, doesn't so, it? Well, it just leaves less room 
for good coop. Yeah. I guess. And then, yeah, in season three, I guess we just never really see Cooper, or at least he has a mission that we're not quite aware of, so we don't feel like we... The thing about Coop in season one is that we are Coop, in a sense. Um, We're coming into Twin Peaks like he is, without any biases. So when we learn right. about these people's stories, we don't take them verbatim for truth, because there's bias there. Um, And so is he. Like, Sheriff... Harry Truman thinks he knows everything about everyone, but he doesn't. Um, and that's why it shocks them all that Laura was so crazy when if you found out the truth or she just spoke to her, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't be surprised why she's acting that way. Yeah. Whereas the Cooper in season three, he's so... He's been locked in this weird fucking dimension for like 25 years talking to people who talk backwards... Like, and he has a mission of his own that we're not aware of completely. It isn't explained to us completely. We don't even know what happens to the mission. So it's hard to relate to that. How do you guys feel about the one-armed man? I always... Yeah, it's funny. Every time I watch the one-armed man, I always get confused. Yeah? By Gerard, like... Is he... Is it an act, or is he, like, Leland? Is he Leland? No, is he like Leland? Oh. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're what suggesting. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you've, you've gone weird. <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> um, Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I just... I really love... I really love the pilot. (laughs) I think it's really good. Um, But it's interesting, like, it's interesting how much you get... I forget how much info you get dumped in the pilot. Yeah. And how much context you do get. I know we've got... we, We come in watching it with, like, three seasons of film and, like, two books worth of context. But, like... But you actually do get given lots in it one. I always always forget in the pilot, sorry. Emily, you've got anything else to say about Coop? It's just nice to see him again. <laughs> also, young Coop is tasty. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that, tasty. That hair though. Everyone's hair's great. Let's just a bit of a dish yeah his hair's brilliant although it's like probably I imagine it to be very slick like very like wet to the touch like uh the black lodge goo (laughs) yeah probably the hair product in Twin Peaks yeah pomade get some black lodge goo for your hair (laughs) that <laughs> bigots guess what um I guess the last major question is what what impact does having watched this pilot give you now like as we head into the rest of the season do you feel energised by this mystery again like is there anything you can 
like knowing other stuff about what actually happened in season three, does that get you excited to delve more into these stories? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does. It does. It does. I think I think now as I watch the f- coming episodes and we talk about them, I will go into watching them less clouded by my love for the series as a whole. <laughs> and I will go in with an analytical brain and use all of my cognitive power to to work out um, how I feel about it now rather than just you know sitting there enjoying myself <laughs> yeah we don't want you to enjoy yourself <laughs> no 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 but you know what I mean like there's a difference between like you know sticking on a show that you've loved for the longest time and just enjoying it or sticking on a show and then using all of the following seasons and all this extra um content you've been provided to analyze it again with a new spectrum a new through a new prism nice <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. I, i'm no i'm keen i'm real keen i'm i'm actually really excited i'm really excited um to see more log lady oh yes because i was so so heartbroken in season three that um, it's just lovely to see her again. It's so lovely. It's actually just really lovely to be back right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And it feels nice just to see all these characters that have either yeah, passed yeah. off screen or on screen or, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Emily? Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see how much I do get lost in the story again. And how much I am going to be, like, going and flashing to season three. But I think it'll it'll probably be a combination of those things. I mean, yeah, for me, at least personally, I'm just excited about, like you said, trying to apply new tools to this old case. Um, that's how I like to think of it, really. Um, <laughs> but And also, I think, my, from my point of view, personally, view it as two timelines. So the original timeline, which we actually watched in season one, and what could change, or what has changed. Um, and how does that timeline work out? Because there's a few things that happen in season one and season two, which, obviously where it have happened anymore, which I'm interested to think about. Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to say. I just want to bring up how excited I am to see um, uh, Nadine spiral <laughs> <laughs> in general uh, over the next two seasons. Um, I just want to... I can't wait for her eye patch. I can't wait for <laughs> her weird cheering oh, uniform. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for the the silent runners. I yeah, I'm just I'm keen. I'm keen for Nadine. That's a good shot idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I think actually now you just mentioned Nadine quickly. 
Uh, as a quick side note, I think it's interesting that she probably had the best redemptive arc of season three. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> a complete. Yeah. If you think about her complete overall arc, it's a strange one. Right, that so weird. But she has the the kind of nicest ending to her character. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And also, I'm looking forward to seeing an Audrey that's not stuck in a weird repetitive limbo. Yeah, room yeah, that's nice. Of like where where she's like sort of like a sort of a pathetic half version of herself. That doesn't really understand what's happening, or potentially stuck in uh, her own mind, or whatever. It would be nice to just have like cheeky, zazzy, exciting Audrey back. Amen. Is zazzy a word? It is now. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's all we've got time for this week. If you want to, you know, ask us anything. You can find us at Twitter. At Twitter? No, don't at Twitter. At Twitter. <laughs> Go on Twitter. <laughs> Charlie. Oh, no. Do you want to plug it for me instead, then? <sighs> no. <laughs> Not really. You can find us on Twitter at how... <laughs> oh, are you laughing while I'm talking, trying to plug stuff now? We're on Twitter at how's any <laughs> pod. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Emily. How's Annie Pod? Well, we talk about uh, Twin Peaks, believe it or not. Um, and that's it, I think, really. Unless you want to find you guys elsewhere. I think we should start with Emily. Emily, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EFLind. I also do a couple of other podcasts. I do a podcast about Star Wars called The Canto Bite Dispatch, and I do a podcast where we're going through the episodes of Star Trek, the original series, and that is called He's Dead Jim. Cool. Mickey? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Mickey Ralph. I also co-host a K-pop radio show on Radio Kimchi. That's at, on Twitter at Radio Kimchi UK. Um, and also I'm about to start a new podcast with my younger brother. Um... <gasps> And it's called On the Rocks, and we basically just get drunk and review Ooh, films. Oh, that sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's coming. I uh, don't have an at yet <laughs> on Twitter, but that's on its way. Uh, I'll let you guys know. Cool. We'll retweet anything on our Twitter account as well. So. Oh, cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. Hashtag synergy. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY. Um, and I also have a Star Wars podcast at Imp Senate Pod, which is where I we just joke about stuff, um, all Star Wars stuff. It's fun. Nice. I feel left out. Like I don't have a Star Wars podcast. You can always join. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't really know enough about Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Well, I feel like it probably does matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen them? If I'm gonna- <laughs> no. I mean, oh, yeah, I've seen the films. Yeah. Well, there you go. Then. Yeah. But I don't know any of the lore. So? Like, I, don't, I haven't read any of the books. I mean, I like the purple lightsaber, but I just hear that Mace Windu has that. No one else has that. Half of my Star Wars podcast is us talking about candy. So I wouldn't worry about it too yeah. much. Amazing. 
Amazing. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm having a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go then. Breaking news yeah. right here. Right. Uh, yeah, you're always welcome on our show to talk about whatever you want. Thanks, guys. Hopefully, it's Star Wars. Uh, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen the the when was the last one that came out? I haven't seen that one this year. Great, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> you're, you're not missing much. No. Wow. No, I don't think so. I guess. Wow. Are we going to start a Star <laughs> no, no, no. debate? I guess at the no. end at the end of our uh, Twin guess, Peaks podcast. I guess to get different opinions, you have to listen to both podcasts, right, Emily? Wink. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. Is the podcast over now? <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Hello, gang. We missed you. This is how. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. We missed you. <laughs> oh. Jesus. We missed you. Hello there. Do you know what that puts me in mind of? It, that whole, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank we you. missed you. <laughs> We've missed you, Barbara. Listening We've to your you, podcast. Barbara. You missed our voices. Yeah, please talk and do the whole podcast in that voice. <laughs> like a You've weird been talking to the devil again. <laughs> Papa Satan has been hearing your voice. <laughs> um, fuck. Hey everyone, Three, welcome. Two, one. To- oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why can't we ever do anything normally, guys? <laughs> Yeah, good. Mm-hmm.